What's going on boys and girls? We have a terrific episode of Two White Lights for you today. We had on the program the return of Steve DeNovi and that means we got back to the Two White Lights roots and discussing a topic. That topic being which powerlifter would be a quote unquote cheat code in the sport. We referenced 2004 Madden with Michael Vick being literally unfair to play with and against and we trying to find a powerlifting equivalent of that. We found one for Madden 2004. We found one lifter. We came to an agreement on it. And also we referenced another video game, Bo Jackson Tecmo Bowl, another famous cheat code. We came with both of those. We got into the comments. Steve DeNovi also, of course, brings in the data-driven approach to things where he finds the outliers in squat, bench, and deadlift. And we do like a create a player of the best male and female versions of squat, bench, and deadlift, and that would be a key code in of itself. We also got into a lot of hypotheticals. We talked about a lot of lifters, a lot of different lifters, a lot of the comments that we saw. Really fun episode of Two White Lights. It's great to debate these things, and also it is a nice change of pace from what we've been doing, which is a lot of politic talk with the USAPL and IPF, and we are getting back into what we love doing, and that's debating things, really, that don't really need to be debated. But we found a way to debate them anyway. So, terrific episode. Love to have Steve back. Before we get into this episode, got to talk to you guys about Leflar Bros. Ladies and gentlemen, Leflar Bros. has the best merchandise out on the market right now in the sport of powerlifting. Everything they release is gold. It is dope, and if you don't believe me, Go on Leflar Bros Instagram page and LeflarBros.com and check out their designs. Everything that they release is fantastic. I see more and more people wear it, and that means more and more people are looking good in the gym and out of the gym. Because not only can you wear this stuff in the gym, you can wear it outside of it and look damn good. Also, you can take this stuff onto the platform because they even have comp tees that look fantastic. They are fresh. They look they look fantastic on lifters. I love seeing the platform being covered with Leflar Bros merchandise. And you can get yourself some Leflar Bros merchandise if you use promo code 2WL15 if you want to save some money. And I know you want to save some money. Use that promo code 2WL15, the best powerlifting discount code in the game right now. And also, they got two White Lights merchandise there as well. So that's right. If you want two White Lights merchandise, we're talking the Fight Night tee, the original tee, and a new release top rope tee, and also the dad hat, you go to leftlarbros.com, use that same promo code 2WL15 to save yourself on some Leflar Bros merch and two White Lights merch as well. Also, they are the head sponsor of Carolina Primetime, which I will fortunately be in South Carolina to announce. Very excited for that. They're a brand that helps powerlifting. They sponsor meets. They sponsor athletes. They put powerlifters in their gear. What's not to love about Leflar Bros? Follow them on Instagram. Make sure you're visiting the website as well. Also, go to Rivalist.net. Use promo code ANGELO15 to get 15% off of your informed choice supplements. Informed choice supplements are important. You don't want to break a drug test. You don't want to pop anything. Use that promo code ANGELO15 to save yourself some money on those informed choice supplements. Pre-workout, branched amino acids, protein powders, you name it, they got it. Use that promo code and stay safe doing it. Lift clean while doing it as well. Also, go to lift.net and get yourself some Stoic Gear. Stoic Gear is IPF USAPL approved, 
and it's the only thing I wear in the gym. It's the only thing I wear on the platform. And the reason why I wear it is because it's the best. I will not wear anything that will hurt my performance, and I feel comfortable in stoic gear, the singlet, the wrist wraps, and the knee sleeves. Use promo code ANGELO10 to save yourself some money on stoic gear. Also, make sure you are following Notorious Lift on Instagram, visiting their website, signing up for that newsletter, because you got to be on the lookout for those no-slip-drip deadlift slippers The drops are important because not only are they the best deadlift slippers out on the market, they look amazing. They release so many colorways. They release so many designs that you are going to want a pair because it is going to match your gym attire, your platform attire. You want to look good on the platform. You want to look good in the gym. Notorious Slips is going to help you do that, and they're going to help you perform as well. So remember, sign up for the newsletter and make sure you are following them on Instagram. You will be able to see those drops when they arrive and you don't want to miss out on it because these those things sell out so quick so remember newsletter follow them on instagram notorious lift slippers also be sure you are following us on spotify subscribing on apple Podcasts. those subscriptions are important to two white lights so make sure you are subscribing also leave a five-star rating leave a review on apple Podcasts as well and we're available on twowhitelights.com a lot of people listen to us there as well. And without further ado, here it is, Two White Lights. It is Friday, May 7th, and welcome back, Steve DeNovi. Hello, excited to be back. I'm a- I do miss I do miss Mexico. I was in Cancun for a week. I'm not gonna say that like I don't want to be there still, but I am excited to be back conversing with you, uh, both being very excited about Justin Justin Fields being drafted by the Bears. We have good things to talk about. Some awesome things happened. I, I picked a bad week to not be around because a lot of stuff happened. But, you picked uh, the worst week not to be around. I'm going to say it's, it, it's a bad week, yes, but it might have very well been like the absolute worst week because I usually need someone as like a safety blanket if I fuck up. And someone to save my ass. And you're the perfect guy for that. You're professional, smart. You're good with articulating your thoughts. You're good with ideas. You're good with on-the-spot things. And, yeah, the week you were gone, we have the president of the USAPL. The interview I didn't want to mess up. And you were just... You were gone. You were yeah. gone for that one, and all these developments. You, you, you did fantastic, though. Honestly, I'd be more worried about you getting canceled by the untested side again. But you didn't do that either. So yeah, yeah, Ball's that was clap. that was. Angelo the, did not get canceled this time. We were we were almost canceled by Dan Bell because he did inform me and Garrett that poll was for the win based on Wilkes points. Um, Garrett almost got canceled, but I don't think it's possible for Garrett to get canceled. Oh no! I think I think he literally got so canceled that he now is be above getting canceled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's actually the, that's actually the route I'm looking to pursue. Get canceled enough times where people are like, "Well, 
We can't already cancel him because he's almost uncancelable at this point. But yeah, didn't get cancelled while you were gone. Had a great recap of the current US Open. Uh, I know you're still catching up with all the powerlifting news, so let you listen to the episode. Let you watch the live stream because you're a great guy to have. Give your thoughts on the live stream, the performances, the judging, all that stuff. Then we had the USAPL president on shortly after. And then we have uh, Penny Utis Taeridis on the show. We had our first international interview. So, like, aside from Canada, I don't count Canada as being international. Our first over-the-sea interview. And, yeah, lots happened. But now we can perfect two white lights because you're here. Yeah. And nothing happened today. This is the first win. Their first, like, we usually record on Wednesdays. This is the first Wednesday in a very long time that there hasn't been some random announcement 15 minutes before we get on. So uh, knock on wood, that's probably going to happen now since I said that in the middle of the show. Yeah, as you said that, I'm actually checking Instagram, see if anything crazy happened, um, because that has a tendency to happen while we're recording, is the USAPL will post something or we see something crazy happen. And we have to talk about it because we like to stay up to date on things. So, yeah. Uh, so far, nothing has happened. And you know what? We've been talking so much about, I think, the inside of like powerlifting. Uh, the recap is always great. Uh, the interviewing of lifters, but also a lot of political stuff with the IPF and USAPL. That relationship. And I think we're in the lull period right now. Of, like Developments are going to happen. So, I think it's only appropriate that we get back to Two White Lights main is... Our, our, our true form and let's talk about something fun that relates to powerlifting but also doesn't have any importance in the long grand scheme of things it's just yeah. two guys bullshitting about a made-up scenario that doesn't involve anime that doesn't involve anime i've been very very good with not tying anything in anime i mean it's kind of anime's like subculture right video gaming yeah, but this is almost more. This is video game slash sports, and that's our that's our that's our demographic is like connecting sports to powerlifting. Yeah, and by sports, sports that actually make billions of dollars in our mainstream. Yeah, so yeah, sorry to say, like we we try to talk more about sports while we're covering a literal sport. We're saying about the sports everyone knows. Yes, and everyone who is a Madden fan should know about the cheat code that Michael Vick was. You know the, the greatest player in the history of Madden. You know what? Here's what I'm afraid of. Cause I've been having more realizations each and every day that I'm old or getting old. And I was making this thing and I was like, wait a minute, this is 2004 Madden. Do people even remember how amazing of a Madden or how amazing of a game Madden was? No, because Weeze was just born like one year before that, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So yeah, I don't so, know if he was so going to get the Weeze sub junior culture. Literally, was born the year Michael Vick cheat code came out. Yeah, exactly. So I was thinking, like, is Weeze going to message me? Because Weeze likes to do this. If I make a fucking two white lights post or do anything in two white lights, he'll ask for clarification on something or like why I did it in a certain way. So I was expecting like a voice recording, like, "Hey, hey, big bro, I, I don't." I never played that Madden that you're talking about. So can you like ask me a little, can you tell me a little bit about this, the Madden 2004? Cause I don't know this game. 
And I was afraid of it. That's actually a really good impression. <laughs> I mean, I was spitballing there. I don't know. I didn't practice it at all. But, I, yeah, I don't know. Guys like Weeze or Grant will get in my case being like, hey, Boomer, no one played fucking Madden 2004 with Michael Vick on the cover and a playmaker mode. Like, we're way past the playmaker mode in Madden land. We're at... You know, there's all these weird motion control user catches, spectacular catches. Now, I don't even play Madden anymore, but I'm hoping that the listeners got a glimpse of Madden 2004 where you couldn't be Michael Vick and play. It was it was annoying if one of your friends picked Michael Vick on the 2004 Madden with the Falcons because you can spam the whole game. By just snapping the ball, Michael Vick and shotgun, running a little bit to the outside, and then gunning it like 30 yards downfield if you just put turbo on, have the overboosted agility, and just make your drives six runs and maybe one pass and score a touchdown. It was so annoying. And didn't have like the special features to like get away from that spamming. Like, you could have put the spy on. You could have put contain yeah, on. They didn't, they didn't, I don't even remember a QB spy being, like, an option in plays until after Vic, and they had to put that in there so you could actually have a QB spy. And even if you tried to do it your own, it still didn't work just because of how it, the, the yeah, how slow, schematics how, of how the game was. You literally could not catch up to Vic. He would just – it was stupid. It was, it was a cheat code. It was a literal cheat code that didn't have to be inserted into the program. Yeah. Yeah, and – the, the interesting thing about Michael Vick, Chicote, it wasn't like he was blown up 99 overall on everything. He was like a 93, 94 overall on the game, but his speed was gunned up so high and his agility was gunned up so high to like 99s where all the defensive players were so goddamn slow that they couldn't catch up with him. And it wasn't necessarily that he was the best overall player, best overall player in the game. Just his skill set on the game allowed him to be a Chicote. Yeah, it was an outlier. That, that's kind of like, uh, we'll talk about some of the people mentioned. I think a lot of people just took it as like, who's the best power lifter in the world? It doesn't necessarily mean that because Michael Vick was not the highest rated player in Madden. It's just that like, he literally broke the system. It wasn't meant for a quarterback to have 99 speed. And like, it broke the entire system and changed the game. Like they literally had to edit the game because of him. And I mean, we'll like talk about it. Like, I mean, like, uh, Sean Noriega and Eddie Berlin. Literally, people are talking about should we ban arches because yeah. literally it changed the game. Like mm-hmm. it's it's not that like Eddie Berglund's the best lifter in the entire world, even though he's very good. It's just that his bench literally developed something that you're like, crap. Do we have to change the rules because this is such a cheat code in the system in the in the, in the sense of like breaking the norm? Yeah, exactly. And that's I think that's what what happens in like a lot of these video games is not necessarily. They, they intended on the person being a cheat or spam. It just happened to be that way. And also, like, it was taken in, like, a powerlifting's perspective of someone who's not very good at the game, but they know the tricks and they know how to get around maybe some of the, the skill-based things where they can do either one thing, they know the pattern, or they know a literal code to... To, to get themselves in first place. Um, actually, just thinking about it, uh, I know you're catching up with it, but Gerald Dionio, or Dionio, he he tried to have a cheat code. 
of yes, hanging on a curtain. I know about that to an extent, like it never, other than you reporting it. <laughs> that's and that's a little there. cheat code, like, as in he's cheating. He was trying to do the Grand Theft Auto L one R one circle up down up down up down, and he tried to just cheat the entire system of the weigh-ins. So. Uh, that tiny was and tough. Like Sega, that was straight up like Super Nintendo left, right, left, right, left, right, down, A, yeah. left, heat code. Or, yeah, the Grand Theft Auto one, L1, R1, circle, up, down, up, down, up, down, and the cops are off you. Like, that was, that was what he tried. <laughs> that's what he tried to do. Now, yeah, he, uh, that's he a literal heat code. But I was also thinking in the sense of, like, a person who's not great at squat and bench, but then they have a massive deadlift. That, to me... It seems a little biased, like you're talking about someone you know. I mean, I, I I would say at this point, my deadlift wasn't good enough to do that. To, like, just completely override the entire competition. But now that my deadlift is improving and my other lifts haven't been improving, I could see how it's a cheat code. Because it's like, at the end of the competition, when you know you could load whatever you need on the bar to win, and you have an outside chance of hitting it, that is like cheating the game of powerlifting in a way, not in a not in a sense of that it's against the rules, but you're you're neglecting the other two lifts and relying on one, and like okay maybe based on his leverages that he can do it. And there are some people in powerlifting. Uh, Snur Snur is the guy I think of the most when it comes to like being a deadlift specialist and possibly loading whatever he needs to load on the bar to win. Yeah. Uh, Yang Su Ren was kind of like that. Honestly, I, you at Surge is going to be like that. Because, like, right now, if I'm searching just based off of wraps or uh, raw, no wraps, you're second on a bunch of lists of a bunch of guys on deadlift bars for the second best deadlift at 181. You're going to probably go 800 plus on a deadlift bar. You're going to be a literal cheat code there, except you can also swap. But yes, I get what you're saying. Like, literally, I, I think probably deadlift is the, the one lift where some type of leverage advantage can just literally make it a cheat code. Mm -hmm. um, having short femurs on squat doesn't necessarily make you a cheat code. Like that you, you can be Connor Borker and be insanely strong on squat, but it doesn't mean he squats hundred pounds more than everyone else. Yeah. Um, deadlift is the one that if you have the right leverages and arm length and all that kind of stuff, it literally just like you can be a 17 year old and throw on straps and get on King of the lifts. No problem. Yeah. Well, Ina, I think is the best, uh, is the best example of it. Right. He's a guy, he has such good deadlift leverages that his bench kind of suffers from it because he has such long range of motion for his bench. His squat's actually pretty good. He does have a good total, but he can just really rely on that leverage for such a long time, pull something stupid like 800 in a competition and possibly win with other improvements. Yeah. it's And he like he, he his bench suffers because of it. His squad is still developing, but he's he's in this he's in a, like a top ten position simply because of his deadlift. Yeah, Yang Su was another one like that, but just the the leverage the leverage advantage that you have can be something something of a cheat code, if you will. Yeah, and so uh, I went through since I'm the data nerd versus just like doing the eye test thing and cheat codes. I went through and I looked at every tested and untested lifter and the records within raw. I didn't look at wraps. I just looked at raw. I think we're a pro raw podcast. Um, we like it raw is shimmy shimmy y'all. The, the intro of the show is we like it raw. 
<laughs> yeah, that should be. That should be our. That should That's. Be. I mean, it, it was there for a reason. It's an awesome song, yes, but also I like it raw. The 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 other message I was trying to portray. Yeah, words to live by. Um, I was trying to look on like who's like an outlier with records, like. Like everyone, there's world record holders, but like who's literally like an outlier? And I came up. I, I don't know if we're gonna have time to go through every single one because I've got a bunch of. You got a lot. You got a lot. I came up with the biggest outliers for each list with men and women, and then the total as well, which is probably kind of what we're looking at. But like, I'm gonna start it off with the biggest cheat code in the history of powerlifting that probably 99% of people are gonna have no idea. So you're gonna need to go look them up, and you're gonna understand. Like this is probably the greatest lift in the history of all the strength sports is Andrej Stanizic squat. He squatted 300.5 kilos at 52 kilos body weight. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know. Yeah. I did not know of this until you told me. Yes. The biggest cheat code ever. We'll let people go watch and you'll get a little bit more why of how this was possible. But yeah. Dude literally, this is back in like 2003. That's why probably a lot of people don't know about it either. But, I mean, he just destroyed all records. But outside of that, I'm going to pull up a couple other lift ones that I think kind of stand out. Hold, hold on. I'm going to interrupt uh, you really quick because I dead. think you undersold that. Everyone listening right now, after the show, go and search this video. It is mind-blowing. It is incredible. You do not want to miss out on that video do you want to spell it really quick, just so people know? A N D R Z E J. So Andres, and his last name S T A N A S Z E K. Stanizic. Yes. Andres Stanizic squat. Search it on YouTube. Yes. The first thing that pops up. Yeah. Watch the video. You will not regret it. It's fantastic. You'll understand why we're calling it a cheat code, but also appreciate how amazing it is. Because I, I had to watch it like I had to wa- I had to watch it twice to one really notice the amazing things that's happening. But continue. Yeah, I don't know how he even walked it out. He's fifty. He's one hundred sixteen pounds, and he walked out six sixty something easily. So, easily too. Some other ones I'm going to go through. We already mentioned it. This is a big one, Eddie Berglund's bench. And we can put Sean up there too, but Sean actually has some competition. Like Sean, Brett Gibbs, um, John Hack was up there too. Who's the, uh, who's the, the other guy who's competing at Carolina Primetime? Uh, uh, Todd Talford. Yeah, he there's he some, legit can break his record at that meet. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm, he's not going to have national ju- He could, but it won't be. Yeah, it will, it will be unofficial. Unofficial. Um, they're all kind of close. So even though Sean's kind of cheat code in the arch and whatnot, like, he's actually close to everyone else. Eddie Berglund benches 470 at 163 kilos, and the second best in the IPF is 418. The second best untested is 424. So this natural dude is outbenching untested people by almost 50 pounds. Yeah. And it's a literal cheat code, not only because of how strong he is, but, I mean, we are, I think both of us are pro-arch. We're okay with it. But literally, because of someone like Eddie Berglund, people have talked about like they need to ban arches because it's literally a cheat code. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is. If you watch him bench, it is. It is why the question of should arches be banned is brought up. Like, I want to call him the poster child because he's not as pop popular as Sean Noriega, but he could very well be the poster child of banning arches. If he was from the U.S., I bet he would be the poster yes. child. Yeah, absolutely. So, um. 
Another one, this is actually similar to Andres, and this is as a literal cheat code, is Dalton Leco. More people might know that one because he's more recent. I think he just competed in 2018. Um, he is the epitome of a deadlift special. He, I think he, he's pulled five times. He was the first ever person in the IPF to pull five times body weight on deadlift. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he pulled 570-something at 120-something pounds. Um, and then some ones that, like, stood out a little bit that I don't think people would say was a cheat code, but, like, when I really think about it, it was. Dennis Cornelius's squat at 275 in USPA. It was only 20 pounds more than second place. He squatted 903. Um, and then I'm blanking on the name now. Zach Meyer squatted 888. But Dennis is tested in natural. Yeah. And he's out squatting untested people at a weight class where steroids are very performance enhancing. Because like some of the lower weight classes, a lot of the tested guys actually have the best numbers because like if you take stuff, you're not going to be in that weight class anymore. That 275 weight class is competitive. Like some of the best people in the world who are on stuff are in that weight class. And Dennis literally has the best squad ever in that weight class. Yeah. And I did I don't think I realized that until I looked that up. I think I kind of knew it, but I didn't realize like how impressive that was. Yeah. Yeah, that's a definite outlier there, uh, with with his squad. Something that I actually didn't know until yeah, until you really brought it to my attention, but I, I I guess even if you look at his his weight class and how far ahead he is in the USAPL, then yeah, he's he's so far above everyone else that say if you're playing USAPL 2021, the video game that's coming out hopefully very soon, and he if you if you had to like do like a a comp like a one on one and he picked. Dennis Cornelius versus another 120 lifter. The other people are like, well, dude, it's just, it's you're cheating at that point. It's like you're it's like you can't you can't defeat this person unless you're amazing at this game and know all the the tricks. Yeah. So it's it's like a, it's like a, like a complete overblown character on a, a video game. And, and Ray Williams is in the same boat. Ray squatted 1080. Jesuit Uepa squatted 1036, and we've talked about sorry in the podcast. Jesuit Uepa would pretty openly take steroids and compete in the IPF. He would post videos of his test and like, or pictures of his testosterone, and then go compete in the IPF somehow and not get popped. Um, and then you've got uh, Dan Bell squatting 1003. So Ray Williams is squatting more than any of the untested guys by a decent margin. That's pretty insane. I think we all know that one. Probably one that was, I didn't, I really didn't realize until I looked it up. That was just a big outlier to me. Um, Daniel Clements has the biggest deadlift ever at 165 on a stiff bar over anyone doing on a deadlift bar. I did not know that. And that we even know that he can do more because he went and pulled 700 in the back room afterwards. Yeah. So that was a pretty crazy one to me. And then one that's untested that, I didn't realize it was this much of an outlier. Jamal Browners deadlifted like 90 something pounds more than second place. And then 242. Like I thought there would have been someone a little bit closer, but he was just, I mean, Jamal's one that people were mentioning. Jamal's a cheat. Well, like, Jamal, about- yeah. Jamal, I think if we're talking about single lift too, I don't even want to put him into deadlift because he's so good at the other two lifts. Yeah, well, he's we're, just an overall. Yeah, cheap. we're talking. We're talking about like one of the five best lifters in the world, and I, 
I, I was referring to deadlift specialists, and Jamal Browner is not a deadlift specialist. He is one of the best lifters in the world on squat and bench as well. Yeah. If we're talking about deadlift specialists, one that probably people haven't heard of, we kind of talked about before, he, 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 oh, he almost locked it out. He just dropped it the last second, but it wasn't a matter of strength. Alex Mayer was almost the heaviest person ever to pull five times body weight. Yeah. He almost pulled 375 kilos at 75 kilos body weight. Yeah, uh, Alex, if he goes into meets, he can go to high-level meet, and he possibly can steal a podium position away from someone simply because of his deadlift. And it is like the most – him and Snur have the most deadlift specialist technique, stance, the way they do it. I think I, I think Alex might have broken his like foot, like deadlifting. I could be wrong on that. I could have sworn. I know he had a bruise. I didn't know what happened. I know yeah, like he, he messed up his foot because of how he deadlifts. Because he's so wide. He's so close to the bar. Or he's so close to the weights. They have to like really make sure everything is perfect. But like you don't know. They can. If they nail it, they can just end up. Be, they could be 10th all day. And then once deadlifts rolls around, they're 2nd or 3rd. Maybe not good enough for first, but second or third, definitely. And based on Alex's pull, I actually do think he can load something on the bar, like something stupid, like a 760. And there's a good chance he won't get it, but also if he pulls it, it won't be that much of a surprise. I mean, literally, the the 375, which is 825 pounds, that literally moved easy. It's just like, it's always going to look easy. It's just kind of like, can you hold on to it and just hold it at lockout? Like yeah. that's just, especially with a deadlift bar whip. So yeah. um, that was the data. Dri- well, that, we'll do women too. And then we'll talk a little bit more about just like general stuff, but women, Leah, I can't say her name, Bevois. Leah Bevois. Yeah. Leah Bevois for squat yeah. is like 40 pounds above second place. That just is kind of a complete outlier in how strong her squat is at 63 mm-hmm. kilos. Obviously she's great at all three lists, but her squat is just like yeah, she, astronomical. She, she might turn herself into like one of those best overall type things where if we do like a, a player or a lifter rating for her, it's like 98 yeah. or 97. She's kind of building that trajectory of her being like the clear best 63 kg lifter yeah her and oh it'll be fun to see her Colora and Carola, sam. carola's 63 as well right yeah uh, Colora and sam are like those but like based on just what he's doing right now she might just we might be talking about her in the same sentence as amanda lawrence yeah based on just I, I points, like, builds, I mean, like, she, her yeah. her performances have and her gym lifts have been ridiculous so the next one this is this is a pretty obvious one i feel like yet it's almost crazy because like she doesn't cheat at all per se is jen thompson's bench being the biggest bench even on the untested side for that weight class yeah yet she doesn't really have a big arch she's there's nothing special about it but she still has the biggest bench like even if you go untested which is just insane um, I mean, that's just, I mean, that's still one of arguably the most impressive lift um, I think, in all of power. Yeah, I think recognize it, it might be, it actually, I don't know. I could, I could be fought on this. It might be the most famous bench in powerlifting is Jen Thompson. Cause 
power because the bench press is not necessarily a lift that everyone watches. Mm-hmm. And I think I would, I would agree within powerlifting circles, it's the most famous bench. I think totality probably people know uh, Julius Maddox more yeah. just because every dude goes and looks what's the world record bench, and they see Julius Maddox within powerlifting. I think the most respected bench is Jen Thompson's bench press. Yeah, yeah, I I, I would agree with you on that one. Um, so I, occasionally a Sean Noriega bench would be the most quote unquote famous or most seen just because of how much people hate it. But I think respect wise, yeah, I would I would put her yeah, I would put her Julie and Julius Maddox in that, which Yeah, I guess we can't really count Julius Maddox though, his bench, because he's a bench only type of guy. So Yeah. I well, I didn't even look at bench only or deadlift only yeah. stuff. I didn't count that within this because yeah. uh we are we are pro full power. Um next one, I mean she's gonna be, I mean Arguably, she is the greatest cheat code overall, for or arguably the best female power in the world. But Mariana's bench, I didn't realize how good her bench was um, in comparison to everything else. Hers was just, I mean, she benched 292 at 125. Um, that's just silly. Like, I mean, yes, she is on the untested side. That's why I kind of give a nod to Jen. That's amazing. But, like, Mariana's right there with her. Um <laughs> I think I think Next a lot up. of times people don't talk about certain lifts, especially if you're under 25 pounds, because it just won't stick out to you the weight. Yeah, you know people don't people don't tie those two together. I, I think I said this with Heather Connor's deadlift before. Like certain deadlifts stick out to you, even though hers is four times body weight. Other deadlifts that are three times body weight stick out to people more simply because like a guy or a girl have seen. 300 pounds move before but in the totality of the sport yeah mariana is the best female powerlifter on the side in the world right now because of just how fucking good she is yeah and, and her squat could be up there too her squat her deadlift's more normal it's it's amazing but it's 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 competitive with other people her squat and her bench are just both outliers like there's i think her squat was like 70 pounds more than the next person mm-hmm. it was just insane it wasn't even close um, and speaking of squat the next step would be amanda lawrence's squat and what's crazy about her is obviously it's an outlier within the usapl but she squatted more where's that she basically has squatted she is the third highest untested squat too mm-hmm or maybe I'm looking, oh, I, I changed the thing. I think maybe I actually, no, okay. If you take the 198 class, it, like say when she went to 198 in, in USPA or whatever, she actually has the record over CC Holcomb at Raw. Jesus. CC Holcomb squatted 524 and Amanda squatted 564. Yeah, and I think now with Amanda or Danielle Mello out of the 84 plus, or the 84 division, uh, you kind of see like very similar to Dennis. Like if you were playing a video game and you had to go Amanda Lawrence and you're only able to do 84 kilo lifters, it's unfair. She is that much better than everyone else. I think the next, I think IPF, Open IPF just posted it. She is 100 kilos better than the second person. Yeah. Like, I mean, she, like I said, she, I mean, she literally... If we're going total, she has the second highest total on the untested side, which Daniela actually has the third highest. Yeah. That's why, I mean, that's just why Daniela and 
Amanda are such outliers. Like that should not be a weight class that they are the best at on the untested side. Cause that's typically those higher weight classes are dominated by the untested men and women. So it's just, it's just insane. Mm-hmm. And then the last one I have here, Kim Walford, she has the record on a stiff bar, eight pounds over what the untested side has on a deadlift bar. Yeah. That's insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kim's Kim is the, it's like, if we're, which is crazy because she's a conventional bowler and we don't usually say deadlift specialist conventional bowler nowadays. Like we, we don't tend to frame that together, but like, she's the epitome of like come deadlift time. She's just going to do whatever she needs to win it. And she's the greatest, you could argue she's the greatest competitor in the history of powerlifting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would, uh, I would definitely put her up there too as as someone being like so much better at a single skill than so many other of the the field of competitors yeah and i i don't I'll, this is a tangent but i'd say she's the michael jordan of the last second shot if you're in basketball and you wanted someone to take that last shot it's michael jordan if there was someone i wanted to take that final deadlift it would be kim walford that's a good analogy I, you know, I didn't think about it that way, but I actually really like that. Yeah, I like the, um, yeah, the, the deadlift specialist can be the le- uh, the big three-point shooter. They could be the big hitter in the NFL. They can be the home run hitter in Major League Baseball. Like, the, it's, it's equivalent to a home run is a big mm-hmm. deadlift. Like, you can just completely change the game with a home run. And, I yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, uh, Kim Olfer might be the like the the best home run hitter in all of power in powerlifting history. I would actually say her and Mister Deadlift. Mister Deadlift was like the original. I'm just gonna put 930 on the bar and see if I can move it. He is, but he's missed too many. That's my yeah. That's, good, that's a good point. Yeah. No, because well, he's he's the, he's the he, like. I, I guess he would be the home run. Test. I would uh, he would be like the Adam Dunn then. He would be like yeah. it's either he's bombing the shit out of this ball. Or he's striking out. Yeah, like that's well, yeah. Well, well, this is this is biased as a St. Louis Cardinals fan. Kim Walford's Albert Pujols still going to bat three thirty seven and hit forty home runs. Yeah, I would like another comparison, but sure. That's a that's a great comparison. Obviously, as the Cubs, you don't have a comparison you can make because there's no one that's better than Albert Pujols in our history. I'm gonna yeah, straight up. No one in no one right, in yeah, you're right. history is you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. We had Sammy Sosa, but Sammy Sosa's great. I love me some yeah, Sammy right, Sosa. Right, yeah. right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, I can't I can't think of a Cubs player. Because I guess we are talking about like one of the best baseball players of all time. I was about to say Ernie Banks, but Albert Pujols statistically is still better than Ernie Banks. I, okay, sure. He did play Half his years on the Angels, though, so not completely. A, Angel side, he's not, not completely a Cardinal. That's all I'm saying. Not 100 percent a Cardinal. He's gonna retire a Cardinal. He's gonna he's sign with the Cardinals for okay. one day. Retires a Cardinal. That's what needs to happen. Okay, sweet. He left the team, but all, all right, right. Continue. That was all my data-driven single list stuff. So let's get to a little less data-driven stuff, and let's just talk straight cheat code. And I'll let you lead that off of like who people were talking about in the comments section. Well, yes. So the number one, and I think it's only appropriate, John Hack. John yeah, Hack. Mainly because the dude's funny and the strongest in the world. That's yeah. not fair. Yeah, the fact that he has a personality to go with his powerlifting is upsetting. Yes. Right? It's like, what the hell? You can't have it all. And he he's, does. He's the Tom Brady of powerlifting. It, it well, actually, Chad Penson did bring up that he's like, well, he doesn't have great hair. I'm like, 
good points. He doesn't have great hair. We have him there, Chad. Uh, and Chad actually has bragging rights over him because he beat him in his last competition. So, uh, yeah, but I think John Hack, just based on what he's done throughout the entire sport and currently what he's been doing, is, yeah, you put him on a video game, you see John Hack, it's like, okay, you're really going to play with John Hack, dude? Like, I'll let, it's like, okay, you can play with John Hack if you're, like, totally inexperienced in the game, so you have a chance of winning against a guy who's super experienced in the game. Like, it's, it's like, it, he's almost like a creative, uh, or like, if you go back and get, like, a legendary team, and then, you, like, that's, that, but that's John Hack always. It's like, he's, oh, he's a like past amazing, like... he's currently amazing, it's just like, he transcends all of that. Yeah, I mean, we're not done with what he's gonna do either. Yeah. It's just gonna keep happening. He's got more ahead of him. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he's the ultimate... It's almost hard to call him a cheat code, though, because he's just so good at everything. Like, the point of Vic was he literally wasn't supposed to be the best player in that game, and he ended up being you know, the best You know player who right Hack game. is? Hack is Bo Jackson, Tech Mobile. Okay. Hey, well, but, I mean, but at the same time, was Bo Jackson supposed to be the best player in Tech I Mobile? I think so. I think Tech, Tech Mobile, like, intentionally made Bo Jackson, like, better than everyone else. Like, just way too much. Because they didn't have, like, overall ratings. But, I mean, you've seen the videos. If you guys haven't seen the videos of Bo Jackson on Tech Mobile, it there's, there's um, it's, it's like, it's not even a thing where it's like him scoring a touchdown. The challenge is how long you can go with Bo Jackson without getting tackled. Like, it's just like him running around the field for minutes on end of him just like, you know, just weaving past everyone and going around everyone, and then eventually scoring. Like, he was so much more over... Like, you couldn't play with Bo Jackson on Tech Mobile. That was, that was a known thing. Bo Jackson was way too overpowered. I would say, yeah, I would say I would say John Hack is, would be the closest thing we have to Bo Jackson, uh, which is the original key code. Ellis McLean even bought it up. Like, Michael Jackson might have been the... I mean, Mike, Michael Vick might have been the best Madden player ever, but Bo Jackson was the original key code. With tech I get that. It, as you're saying that, I thought of something. And this isn't a modern day person, but it's people, someone people brought up. And I think I could relate this to Michael Vick in a very good way is Jesse Norris being a Michael Vick cheat code. And the reason why is not only one was, I mean, Jesse Norris in, in the sense of modern day powerlifting, along with like Dan Green, I would call him like one of the original cheat codes. One of the things about Vick, and it kind of relayed in this game by playing it like people did is the plays didn't matter. Like, you just probably just yeah. picked all verticals, all four, all four yeah, verticals. Four, four verticals. Vic was known for saying he didn't know how to read a playbook and he didn't study it. He just went out there and winged it in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse Norris is kind of the equivalent of that. Yeah. He kind of just did his 485 by 12, 585 by sixes. He had his thing he did, and I think a lot of us wished, like, what would Jesse be if he had hired a coach that would have maybe managed his training in a different manner. Like he's kind of very Vic esque where he was literally a cheat code, but maybe didn't apply the same thought as like a, a Tom Brady or a Peyton Manning did to how they approach football. Yeah. And really, even if you put into the video game sense of Michael Vick, Michael Vick had like, had one of the strongest primes, but also 
the shortest. One of the shortest. Yeah. Yeah, one of the shortest. Very, That's, very that much. Is, yeah, that is Jesse Norris. It's like he had such a short prime and it was so powerful that people are still talking about it, rightfully so. Someone did mention 2014 Jesse Norris. And yeah, if you like you, everyone knows who plays everyone who plays Madden knows that there are player cards that you get like are legend cards that you get 2014 Jesse Norris would be a 99 overall and all on all three lists he would be he'd 99 still be overall. a 90 he'd still be a 99 overall we're still living in 2014 Jesse Norris so mm-hmm. no one's no one's passed him on yeah. the untested side or on the tested side Keiko might soon might happen but still no one's done it and leading into like a similar cheat code, because one of the things about Jesse Norris in 2014, and I was part of it because I was also naive at the time, I was like, there's no way Jesse Norris is not on steroids. Like, look at him. Like, he, he, was, the, he, was, the, he was the tested guy that like no one believed. Who's the tested guy now that no one believes? Ash. Yep. And I think both of us completely believe Ashton. Like, we're in the know. Like, we 100% Ashton. I have no reason to believe he's not natural, but like, the dude's genetics is a literal cheat code to human society. Like, yeah, yeah, he has, you can put him in the NFL and he still looks like a cheat. Yeah, code. exactly. Like he is. Yeah, he and he was mentioned too. He was mentioned quite a bit. And yeah, that's a guy I think of who's so good at all three lifts. Who has no weak points. You can't really, you can't really edge him that much on any of the three lifts. Like a deadlift special, a deadlift specialist won't do anything to Ashton Roska. You can't really like. Because he is a deadlift specialist. At well, the same he time. Is, yeah, he's the best deadlift. Exactly. So, like, if you took away his other list, we call him a deadlift specialist. But the issue is, is his yeah, spot it, exactly. It's ridiculous. It, so, like, you can't. There's nothing in powerlifting that can really negate his strengths. You know what I mean? Like, if you're playing him one on one, or as something, if you just compare, it's like okay, you have to be the best at all three lifts if you really want to beat him, or you have to like you can't really you're not blowing him out of the water at any one of the lists. You can be maybe a little bit better than him. On squat and bench, but I don't know. <laughs> like you, you, you have to be. You have, you have to, to be. You have to be considerably better than him on squat and bench. Well, that's kind of my point with this too. Of leading back to Vic, when you were playing 2004 Madden with Vic, if you wanted to beat whoever's using Vic, you couldn't win on defense. You just had to outscore them. Yeah, there's no beating Ashton. You have to outscore him. And right now, the only kryptonite is Bryce Lewis and outscoring Ashton. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would agree. Uh, I think, actually, you know, when someone actually, uh, yeah, so Redmond commented uh, Jesse Norris on the 2Y licensing, but someone commented, edit his injury status as stats and it's over. And, yeah, that makes sense. But also with, like, Ashton, I think you could maybe make, I don't know about injury, but you could say the same thing about perhaps meet day performance. You could. You know, the injury thing would go back to Jesse Norris yeah. again being perfect because Jesse peak got injured, never was the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Ashton doesn't, I mean, he has a little peck issue, but he definitely doesn't have an injury issue per se. Yeah, he's not, yeah, he's, he's not, I, I wouldn't say injury prone where it's like hurting all of his meets going forward. No. Like he's, He's he's also people are forgetting that he's also like on the upward swing of his powerlifting career. He's just he's yeah, kind he of like what Jesse Norris has... was in 2014. This is kind of the this is the progression of 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 what Jesse Norris had. Yeah. On the women's side, I think it's mentioned a couple times, but I mean like in my opinion the biggest single cheat code 
tested or untested is Amanda Lawrence, because like I said, she literally could go do the untested side right now. And she's the best lifter in her weight class, I Mm -hmm. believe Um, at 185, which would be like 198 there. She's the best. And yet she's tested. Like it's a cheek. Like that shouldn't happen. Like, especially on the women's side where hormones play such a big difference in tested versus untested. Like she literally shouldn't be as good as she is like that. It doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I would, I would agree with you on that one. Um, Also, I'm just going back to the men really quick. I think Taylor Atwood is another person who's so good at all three lifts that yeah, it's almost like cheating with him. He's just so good at all three lifts, but he's, I think, there's only one lift he's the single best on, right? Or is there none? None right now, not since Perkins passed him on squat. Yeah, he had so, the squat for a while. So, I would love to see like the the seven seventy deadlift he did on that deadlift bar. What it would be fun to see him go and do an untested meet and go on a deadlift bar and pull seven seventy. Yeah, that would be that would be fantastic. Uh I think someone who's just so well rounded like he is, yeah, I, I could agree uh with that. Uh, a lot of people were mentioning him on there, which I would have to agree with. But as far as women goes on the two white lights comments, I, was Amanda Lawrence the only one who was mentioned and Mariana? Mariana and Amanda were the only one really getting mentioned, which I would agree that like, they're kind of the outliers. I, I, I also have like CC Holcomb, who obviously doesn't compete anymore. Christy Hawkins, Bonica, and Leah. Like, I think those are the other ones that can make arguments, but I can see why Mariana I, and I Amanda would say, are like, I would outliers. say Bonica, based on her weight class, that's like the same thing with Amanda Lawrence and Dennis, where if you compare Bonica to the field, it just won't be fun to play against her. Yeah. It won't be any sort of a competition because that's how far ahead she is uh, towards everyone else. Yeah. I think. I, I I think yeah the, the the 2014 Jesse Norris is uh, interesting. Also, you know what I would have to put on there 2019 Daniela Mello. Yeah, because then we're talking about her the same way as Amanda Lawrence's cheat code. If we just put that year where she was 84 and was head to head with Amanda Lawrence throughout the entire year, and I mean uh, based on that her. squat we just saw, it might be 2021 Daniela Mello. Yeah, I, and I think yeah, I think we might be saying that within her new weight class because, like we said, if if there's a huge disparity within weight classes between the lifters, then that's that that kind of just shows how far ahead you are of everything. And you have to be good at all three lifts. You have to be elite at all three lifts in order to do that. And I think uh, in this um, in the uh, the seventy six kilo weight class, Daniela could be. Could could be could be t- taking that label again, yeah. For what else? What else did I see? On uh, Jamal was mentioned. We've already talked about him. Yeah, a Jamal, bit Jamal. I'm just yeah. He has no business being the best deadlifter ever, but also being that good on squat and bench. At least Kaylor Woolham is like some like he he has a believable squat and bench. Where he's like you know the biggest deadlifter ever, or one of the biggest deadlifter ever,s but you know it's clear that he has leverages for deadlift. Jamal Browner is the best deadlifter, and also he's amazing at the other two lifts. It's it is unfair, and it's and it's actually it's it's frustrating. It's frustrating. He to hasn't see that. quite put that all together though in the same meet though. Once he does, it's ridiculous. But he hasn't done all those lifts. Yeah, I was about to I was about to say, but you you are right on that. Because I was about to say hybrid, 
but that's how good his that's how good his squat and bench are. Plus, that, that was a better representation of him being complete lifters. He set the all time world record without bringing his deadlift. Yeah, he didn't have to do nine seventy two. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. See that. Oh yeah. Exactly. So he actually might be a the truest form of a cheat code because if he gets all that working together, what are we talking about with Jamal Browner as far as one of the best lifters ever? Yeah, I agree with that because it's a good comparison. Is like he was definitely like last year at the showdown, hybrid showdown. He was a good Michael Vick because like he literally deadlifted so much that he became one of the best in the world. And then it's like, well, what if Michael Vick like actually learns how to read a defense and knows the playbook? And that's Jamal getting a squat and a bench too, and then putting his deadlift with it. Like, what happens? Yeah, I think I think Jamal and 2014 Jesse Norris might be the best comparisons yeah yeah absolutely i i would i would completely agree uh with you on that one i just i don't know i I just think i think jamal is such a complete lifter but we know what the potential is of his deadlift where if he was just bringing like a 920 deadlift into competitions and was kind of performing in that way we would i think our tones would be a lot different because he's a guy that we we really bring light his potential Way more than a lot of other lifters. And I think that occasionally overshadows what he is as a lifter. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I even on his, his interview that he had at Two White Lights, I was getting DMs like, how can't this guy hold on to 900 pounds? And they spoke it away in a tone that I think is disrespectful to someone who's one of the best lifters in the world. And, and also just disrespectful to the tone of how can't a guy hold on to 900 pounds? I don't know. Maybe because it's 900 pounds and it's really heavy and it's not an easy thing to hold on to, especially when you're doing hook grip. That could, that could be a reason, right? And I think he gets the most of that. I think he's the guy who actually gets criticism for not deadlifting close to 1,000 pounds. And it's crazy because it occasionally negates his squat and bench, which are also all-time lifts. Yeah. Well, that's why, I mean... Yeah, I get it. And I, that's why I, the best comparison is 2014 Jesse Norris, just for the reason because, like, they peaked so quick and then fell off so quick from there. I think that if I'm going to have to do a pick, like, if we're picking, I'm going to have to say my pick is Jesse Norris then. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I, I actually, you know, I, I, I would agree with you on that one because I actually didn't even, I made this topic, I didn't even come up with my cheat code. I would say I would say John Hack as far as just someone who's so much above like the entire field, and just you know how you could. I mean, if so, say if you have powerlifting twenty twenty one, you can use John Hack, you know, with his WRPF totals. But then if you're doing USAPL twenty twenty one, you can have two thousand what sixteen John Hack, and still be a ninety nine overall. Because that's yeah. what he was at the time. He was a 99 overall type of guy or like someone insane. So that's uh, that's why I would have to pick, you know, hack for that type of cheat code. How about this? How about let's go lift by lift and you choose your one guy or uh, one guy and one girl. Okay. Or squat, bench, and deadlift. And like so, that, that could be like a create a player of like the greatest power lifter of all time. Okay. Squat. Men is Andres Stanisic. Yes. Women. Amanda Lawrence. Okay. For bench, it's going to be Eddie Berglund and Jen Thompson. Okay. 
And then for deadlifts, Jamal Browner and Kim Walford. All right, I like that. I think for men squat, I'm going to go uh, Dan Bell. Women, I'm going to go Amanda Lawrence. I'm going to agree with you on that one. For bench press, Jen Thompson definitely for women. For men, that one's tough. I would say I would say Ed, but it was just, he's so wildly inconsistent with some of his bench presses because it's so technique driven. How about a person that wasn't mentioned on here, and that's uh, it's uh, Amendola, Jake Amendola. Yeah, I will put well, I was him. Surprised. The reason I didn't mention him, I was surprised how many how he wasn't as far out in his weight class as I thought he was. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, and I, I'm actually not because of his weight class. His weight class is just full of big dudes who can bench. And I, he's like the best bencher of like the like like the other people within that uh Eddie Berglund is like he's compared to other 74 who's really using his technical advantage. Yeah. The thing like I, I think Amendola's amazing because he literally ma- he's I can't think of too many people that make themselves competitive in their weight class based off of their bench. Yeah. Like, Eddie, I don't know how truly competitive he is at 160, at 74 kilo. Like, he's competitive, but I don't think he can compete with Taylor and all of them. Sean would be a good example, but the fact is, Sean's deadlift, you could argue, is almost as good as his bench now. Yeah, and he's a a complete lifter. You know, I I think that's, I mean, I'm I'm not saying these guys, I'm not even saying, like, these people are the best specialists. Of I just think the guys who are currently like the best at their lifts, really. So I'll I'll give Jake Amendola some love on bench, um, and then deadlift. I'll probably have to agree with you with. Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't go against Jamal Browner. I'm trying to think of a person who has a more. No, I can't think of a person. That has I mean, more Alex pressure. Mayer could be the other one. That's the other argument I would have. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I would. I would agree with you. No, I I, I can't go against Jamal. Nine seventy two. Deadlift still consistently or, does it, or Kristoff. Kristoff could be the other argument. Yeah, yeah, I could. I, I just, I, I would have to. I would be upset with myself if I didn't pick Kamal Browner and yeah, Kim Wolford. So yeah, we can. So like, if we kind of take those, built those together, that is like the ultimate player. Is yeah. if you take and those. Once we agreed on. We agreed on Amanda. We agreed on Jamal. Kim. We agreed on Jen Thompson. What was the other one? Kim. Walford. Walford. Yeah. So Amanda, Jamal, Jen, Walford. We can call those our ultimate cheat codes. Yeah. Like if you create a, create a player, you use all their you know stats. That's your ultimate. That's your ultimate player. I think the only th- Dan Bell and Ray Williams would probably be my two picks for squat for the men's side. Because I, I think people that everyone know, yes. But again, once everyone goes looks at Andres Stanisic, it, it's the trump card. Like he well, is, imagine creating a player with all that though. That would be funny if he also could create their body the body proportions. <laughs> Andres also, you could argue that he is a hundred pounds more on bench than second place too. <laughs> yeah, just and his, to- and his total. His total is. 170 pounds over second place. 
It's pretty funny. Again, he is the ultimate cheat code. Yes. And it's honestly truly amazing. Yeah. Uh, like how strong he is for his weight class. Yeah, for sure. But yes. Um, but all right. That, that's fine. I, we're calling, I, I think we're calling Jesse Norris the ultimate cheat code. In yeah. the sense of comparing to comparing Michael it to Michael Vick. Vick, yes. I would say we actually could do this. Jesse Norris is Michael Vick. John Hack is Bo Jackson. Okay. We can make separate we can make possibly make separate graphics for this. Yes. And then Kim Jamal. I just need to write this down. I'm gonna highlight it. Jamal Kim's deadlift. Jen's bench. And what was the last one? Amanda's squat. Those are our four cheat codes for lifts. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And then, you know, and then, like, I think you have to add, you know, the emotes in or, like, certain gear. Because you mentioned on the Two Highlights comments, you know, Gage carry on with George is a different lifter with than Gage carry on with a singlet like that's that's like a that's a that's an overall boost like gauge with the singlet on is like an 84 overall but with him and jorts on he's well over 90 yeah between gauges jorts and john hacks crocs it's a battle for what is the single most performance enhancing piece of equipment all you know i always i always said if you made Russ take off his headband in competition, I don't know if he'll be that good of a lifter. Yeah, I think if you take if you make Russ take off his headband during competition, I don't know if he's the same lifter. I need proof that he's that he's different because I've never seen him compete without a headband. It's kind of like LeBron. Well, actually, LeBron James stopped wearing his headband lately. I like a little bit more. He's he's come to terms with his receding hairline. Russ isn't wearing it for that reason, but. Um, but yeah, you wonder where the, the power comes from. If it's, it's coming from that, like, um, I know Sean and his facial hair, he, he, when he cut it, it, he just wasn't the same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of another one. Uh, Dan Bell second deadlift is like 87. Third deadlift is 89. I mean, 99. I don't even know if you can get, I don't even know if you can give a second deadlift in 80. Yeah, exactly. Actually, yeah, you're nine. right. I think we have to go really low because he, oh, he just misses it. Does flat he, out. Does he have to make this second deadlift? Yeah, he doesn't make his, I mean, you can pull it up right now on yeah. open powerlifting, like how many second deadlifts he misses. It's a lot. And actually at Kern, he missed it really bad, his second one, and almost nailed it on his third. His grip slipped on his third. He got it halfway up on his second, and it looked like it was a completely failed lift that he was not going to even come back from. And he did. I don't know what it is with second deadlift for him, but his overall dropped significantly. Yeah, I mean, it's three meets in a row he's missed his second deadlift. So, yeah, I'm calling his second deadlift like a 64 and his third deadlift a 99. Yeah, yeah. I, I, would, I would say uh, Dan Bell, Coors Light also is another, like, 99 combination. Like, Dan Bell with Coors Light, 99 lifter. I don't know without it. I, I, I have to get stats on what, what he does without the Coors Light. Who would be the take anime away and we don't know their strength anymore lifter? Um, none, of them, none of them because they're not that... None of those lifters are that good. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't think Russ is getting powered by anime. <laughs> you know? I, Keiko might. Keiko, Keiko. Keiko might be the guy. Yeah, Alright. Yeah, Keiko actually is... If he took Naruto to away form. from Keiko, how much could he actually lift? Good. Alright. That's a possible good one. Because I think he does listen... He is like... He's the exception to the rule, and also I think he's the most genuine. Him and Yang Su, I think, are the most genuine of li- lif- lifting to anime music that they actually like to lift to anime music. I think a lot of the other people are just doing it to fit in. I you think those two are the most genuine. I actually, yeah, I would say, I would say, I would say Keiko, number one, but also the other people who are powered by anime really. <laughs> well, don't mean to pick on him again, but Joe sent me the video of after Nico's first squat, him watching anime, and said the key to successful squat or something is watching anime, and he went on to miss his next two attempts. <laughs> so that wasn't good. <laughs> that wasn't a good yeah. plug for so, anime. I mean, another cheat code is Austin Perkins and feeling like he's underrated. If he ever oh. stops feeling like he's underrated, will he actually be a good lifter anymore? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's that's a good one. I think that's the – that might be his drive. If, yeah, if Perkins wins 74, is he just going to eventually fall out of love with powerlifting or just be like the I only, the only motivation for me was to be the underrated guy and now that I'm not underrated – I'm no he longer the powerless. He's underrated compared to someone else in a different weight class. Good, all right, that's a good point. You can always be underrated. He'll he'll eventually start going for best overall lifter, and then once that kind of like, if he gets that best overall lifter, it's going to be like best overall lifter, male and female, and then it's going to be untested, tested. He he has everything to shoot for, but I think but the big thing is the rating. If people acknowledge him as the best then who knows how good he's going to be. Here's another one. If Heather Connor couldn't move the hair out of her face, how would her deadlift be? So are you saying, so are you saying if Heather Connor has a ponytail always? No, no, not that her, she doesn't flip it and she looks like the girl from the ring and she has to deadlift with the hair over her face. How much could she pull? I would, I, yeah, I would go, what if the hair flip itself is the thing that's actually helping her if she does a ponytail or like a bun and she can't do the literal act of hair flipping, does her overall take a hit there? Maybe it's just the act of hair flipping that makes her deadlift. Yeah, I don't know. Good. That's, yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting one. I don't know. I think, yeah, it's like you remove the hair flip from the equation, even though I think she has competed with her I hair mean, tied up before. But. One that has been answered, because we have questions here. These are what ifs. One that has been answered is what if you happen to take heels away from Angelo Fortino? What happens? Yeah, that was apparently a handicap on my entire career. I was just, I was just, I was, uh, I was powerlifting on a handicap the entire time, so... Yeah, I would say yeah, that was like uh, uh like an 89 90 deadlift and then we took off went to notorious slip, lift no slip grip slippers. Make sure you guys are on Instagram and following their newsletter. Free ad read there in the middle of the show, but it's like it was some 90 it was like a 90 to like 97. Charlie Dixon and wearing a shirt. How much does wearing a shirt take away from his lifts? Ooh. That's a good one. Cause he, yeah, he was at a, he he competed at a time where he wasn't allowed to wear a shirt or didn't need to wear a shirt on his deadlifts. Yeah. 
And now you put the shirt back. I literally think the IPF should change the rule back in uh, the USAPL just so I can see Charlie without a shirt too. Because I do like if there's a guy that I, I my wife catches me looking at a little too much at Raw Nationals, it's usually Charlie. Oh yeah, I'm, what? I'm okay with admitting that. Yeah, we walked into the room. I was like, "What the hell?" I was like, "Are you serious? Like how this guy looks right now? It's unbelievable." Um, Chance Mitchell, if he has to compete on anything that isn't a Lyco equipment. And doesn't have squat fatigue prior. Yeah. He must have squat fatigue. And I, I'm curious, like, his his craze with uh, Aliko and his just is his, his must with, like, okay, why doesn't every single meet have an Aliko bar and plates? I think that has to factor in somehow with, uh, with his lifts. Say, say if Kans Mitchell only gets to compete with the Lyco equipment his entire career, what's his overall? It probably takes like four. It probably takes four points jump. Yeah, for sure. I mean, these are all these are all performance enhancers. Where I, the IPF literally looks, it needs to look into these. Like if they're worried about they're worried about water testing, they don't realize these things are really what make these lifters who they are. These are the cheat codes behind them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think of a, a few other a few other one. I I I think uh, no L- LS without his boombox that could be one. If he had to be serious and lifts in the heavy metal, what would LS lift? Yeah, good. That's 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 another that's another uh, potential uh, potential ratings boost. But. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that I, I think that we'll just about do it on hypotheticals here, or whatever yeah. they're called on video games. I think they're they're boosts or uh, or uh, perks. Yeah, those those would be perks. Like what what the the perks that are important to powerlifters. I think I, I think uh, those are those are definite ratings boosters. Agreed. I like it. That was a fun little conversation. We got away from having to worry about drama and just. Talked about hypotheticals for an hour and sixteen minutes, I think. Yeah, yeah, that was a good time. I needed that. I needed, I needed uh, another two white lights, meaningless topic. One of the one of the two white lights classics of the things that people often message me. Why do you talk about these things? No one cares that much, but then they debate them for forty minutes, and I'm like. Sounds like people love debating things that really you can't prove and are completely, completely objective. Yes. That's the best, that's the best way to go about it because we can't be proven wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they, they, I remember, well, I mean, the, uh, the logo one, the logo one, uh, people would like, what does it matter? It's a logo. I'm like, people obviously think it matters because you're debating about it and you can't never we, we there's never going to be a conclusion to this debate ever yeah there there will be no conclusion it's 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 the it's it's a classic sport debate of a sport debate is really a pointless debate between two nerds if you will and there's never a conclusion but people get their emotions all hung up in it oh uh there's another one wheeze if you take away his jordans and he's not happy yeah, and he's not happy. And he's not happy for anyone. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I don't think, know. I think if you take away Weez's Jordans, um, 
potentially potentially a different lifter. Actually, he might be able to root a little bit better without the Jordans. Based on some of his videos, I think that might be causing some issues. <laughs> but all right, well, that will do it for this episode of Two White Lights. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, Monday we got Josh Roar coming on the program. I know it's been a while for him coming on the program, but we had to push back a lot of our interview times with him. So Josh Roar coming on the program. We also got Muscleman Marcus in the burner and Brittany Saplicki as well. We have a lot of interviews coming up. So be excited for next week because we're going to have a lot of shows for you guys. Uh, see you Monday. Thank you, Steve, for coming back to Two White Lights. Yes, sir. I'll be out at the uh, – this will be out before then, so I'll be out at the USPA Live Large Meet in Kansas City on Saturday. And I think me and you are going to try and do a little uh, IG Live in the warm-up room. So – if you are at that meet and listening to this or you're not at the meet and just want to tune in, we want to kind of highlight some local level meets and just kind of uh, highlight some people, do a little behind the scenes. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah, hey, I'm excited for that. I know when we go on IG Live on Two White Lights, people really appreciate it. And also I'm excited to get more into meets. Uh, yeah, we'll see you guys Monday. Peace.